Yo, yo. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another fine edition of this In The Paint podcast. Today on the show, I'm super excited to have on my next guest. Um, If I can ever get the music to stop playing a thousand times. Um, What is up, everybody? Good people of Spotify, great people of YouTube. What's going on out there? Um, Happy Monday to everyone. Um, Today on the show, through the powers of Skype, it's always a tricky situation running, uh, you know, any type of, you know, cross technology, so to speak. Technology in general. But on today's show, we have none other than uh, Broken Robot own Broken Robots own Christian Smith. Christian, dude, how are you, brother? I'm doing all right, man. How are you doing? Man, uh, I don't know. I, I'm doing. I, I like to say I'm doing all right, but uh, you know, you got Jupiter and Saturn aligning, and I don't know, man. There's just like some weird energy in the building. <laughs> I can't get my uh, Discord I, to work. Maybe, maybe that's why the Eagles won. Maybe that's why the <laughs> Eagles won. Who saw that coming, man? Dude, yeah, man. Um, no, uh, and as always. Welcoming to the show, uh, my great co-host Mario. What's going on, Mario? What's up, brother? How you doing? Can't complain, man. Like I said, uh, well, no, I didn't say that. Actually, I said <laughs> no. Nah, but um, yeah, man. Uh, you know, fucking, we just celebrated the big five zero on the podcast. Uh, very happy uh, with that. Um, you know, so shout out to you guys. Shout out uh, for everyone checking that out. Appreciate the support on that. Um, yeah, man. And there's gonna be a lot more coming too. Um, Christian is one of the uh, um, early pioneers of In the Paint podcast, um, you know, and, and, and really for, you know, uh, when Win by Two came back around, really the first thing we did musically, we went through him and I'm going to totally use your what you taught me last time, kinetic typography. We use your <laughs> kinetic typography skills to uh to put you know to put the tunes out man so you're a pioneer on this podcast um so how you been really since uh since the last show which was fucking back you know who knows when june i I think yeah i I think the last show was in july um it's funny you mentioned kinetic typography because i was actually just using kinetic typography as a way of describing what i do to like the tech snobs out there it's like really beat at home I, i i to everybody i'm just known as the lyric video guy and that's perfectly fine with me i've never considered myself a kinetic typographist or so so to speak it's it's just like one of those like dumb like words that i just like it, it just it it sounds like just it sounds you know smart. like hot air it's yeah, it, it's it's out it's very big you call brain. it smart yeah yeah you call it smart i just call it smug um i would never like <laughs> use that term but no dude i've, I've been all right you know just kind of hanging in there not much has changed in the world since then so i mean it's uh it's pretty much the same bullshit but you know it's a matter of just taking it a day at a time and just hoping that these uh, peculiarly timed vaccines are uh, the answer to our fucking isolation problems. And hopefully by, I don't know, like March or April, that we'll be back to relative normal minus a bunch of small businesses. But, you know, that's that's probably just wishful thinking on my part. Yeah, man. Who knows, dude? I mean, you know, we were on here, uh, you know, back in July. 
And uh, yeah. we, we were on here talking about, you know, what we what we thought it looked like and everything like that. And I remember on that last show, uh, you know, I, I brought up to you like, you know, about the uh, the contact tracing and, and, and all that. And, um, you know, it's like now we're here, man. You know, it's like, uh, you know, that's like, you know, the next the next uh, stop on the bus, per se. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, you know? it's quite fucking weird and uh, kind of Orwellian almost. I feel it's 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 I don't know. I I'm I'm not, I wasn't a fan of it then. I'm still not a fan of it now because uh, it, it's not so much the it's not the idea of contract tracing in and of itself that bothers me. It's the fact that once you give the government like one of these new powers, one of these new toys, it, it's it's seldom used for that moving forward and they're not just going to go get rid of it because i guarantee they're creating brand new departments in the government to manage it and and helm it and you know pretty much everything and so now you're right you know you have this division of the government that is going to have nothing to fucking do within i don't know probably like the next six months or so because i mean if you go back uh historically the the president for pandemics is always i think 18 months which uh if you bring it back to day zero and patient zero in China, which was around the tail end of November in 2019, you're pretty much, you pretty much, you got a rough uh, date of like, thereabouts like June. So you have like, and that's assuming that the uh, the vaccines don't go as planned, but um, yeah, yeah, you have an entire branch of government that's going to have nothing to fucking do uh, past June. So then who knows what they're going to use it for? Maybe they use it to, for. You know, I, I I don't know and I don't care. The fact is, it's it, it's kind of weird to know that the government can trace back my every fucking step, and it makes me feel very very uncomfortable. You know where I stand on things. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I I'm a very anti-government person, and I'm very distrustful of anything to do with the government by default. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Uh. Take take that for what you will. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's definitely interesting, man. Um, you know, it's like you give someone an inch, um, and in this case, it it happens to be uh, you know, the government, any government really. You give someone an inch, and they they wind up taking a whole fucking hundred yards. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, you know, it's a slippery slope sometimes. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, this kind of stuff, like you know, like you'd mentioned, Christian. Like, who knows what they're going to use it for going forward post COVID, like, and like. Um, the fact that they have that ability now is like, you know, I feel like in recent years, especially now with the pandemic, like the veil's kind of been lifted with government and people are starting to kind of wise up on these things. But again, on the other hand, they're still getting more and more power through these like different things, you know, like contact tracing and all that stuff going on. Yeah. See, I, th- I, I think it's just a complete, like it, it's, there's a polarizing element to it because yeah, it's definitely like. Uh, open some people's eyes to the government and how much power they have on a daily basis. So like literally the world's government's over. We're able to just shut the world down back in March, like overnight right. just because they said so. Right. Um, at, but, but by that same token, there's also, you know, I hate, I hate to use like derogatory terms to describe people who probably have the best of intentions, but you have like these little fucking bootlickers out there who uh, are, are just happy to have the fucking government come in and just, and lay the law down to their yep. fucking next door neighbor. And I feel like those people have also been emboldened. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm not taking sides and anything like that, but Joe Biden just got elected. And one of the, his biggest things in the lead up to his campaign was a three month 
mask mandate. And it's yeah, like, dude. So obvi- obviously people – there's a certain subset of people who don't give a shit about the fact that you know these politicians are laying down these you know policies to which – like – it's like, okay, three-month mask mandate was good, but, I mean, you also have to remember the original lockdown was only supposed to be a max of 10 weeks, and look at us now in December. We're two weeks away from Christmas, under two weeks away from Christmas. We're three weeks away removed from 2021, which just makes this year a complete fucking just waste in a lot of regards, and and not so much in others. But No, but I know what you mean. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it's just it, it's obvious that there's – there's definitely a, a group of people and uh, a demographic of people that have absolutely stepped up and have absolutely opened up their eyes to what I would consider tyrannical, overstepping government law. And then there's other people who are just – they just couldn't care less. As a matter of fact, right. they encourage more government power. And I, it, it's it, – it, now we've kind of got this polarization and it's – it, it's yeah it it really is it, i guess it just depends on who you ask if you ask me yeah. i mean i've been, i've been the same way since day one anytime you give the government this much power they're not just going to hand it back over once it's done it's right. never happened right dude yeah you can go back in in history and you know it's like like i said you 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 give someone something to start with dude and i don't even know i mean i i might need a fact check on this but i believe the first uh, rollout of mandates. The first rollout of mandates was supposed to be 15 days to stop the spread. 15 days, not nine months, and then you know get a vaccine, and then you know another t- six or eight months. Crossing our fingers after that. You know what I mean? It gets yeah. it gets dicey, dude. You know it's it because it, it's a slippery slope, right? Because I, at this at, at one token, like you know. You're not saying, and I don't think anyone here would would disagree with that. The virus and COVID nineteen is a hoax per se. I'm not saying that at all, because there's definitely been people affected by it. But yeah, I mean, I I caught it. I mean, I, yeah. I, it's just like like I, I'm not one of those people in the COVID is fake camp. I get right. that it's a real thing. Uh, the question is, what are you willing to sacrifice to solve it? And is is everything that you sacrifice in in the process of solving it, going to make things worse when we come out of the other side? That's the question. Right, right. And and in the middle of all that, too, man, uh, we can't forget, like, sure, there's been people who've died for that, and that in and itself is, you know, a tragedy. But there, yes. ha- there has been far more people who have been affected in ways that, you know, their livelihoods have been, you know, they'll, they'll never get that back, or in, they'll have to work... You know, maybe they were working at, you know, as hard as they could. They were given their, you know, small business, everything they got. And by through no fault of their, you know, they didn't do anything, anything wrong. But now, you know, due to the circumstances of, you know, like you're talking about, like an oversight of a, of a world government per se, because of them saying, you guys can't do this. Well, now, you know, innocent people have to suffer. And that's, that's unfortunate, man. You know, 
Yeah, I mean, there's a restaurant in in uh, in Linden called Spiritos, and a very, very, very good Italian restaurant if you're ever in the area, um, in in Linden, New Jersey. And um, uh, they're 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 up for sale right now. They're trying to sell it, and it's been a staple of Linden, New Jersey, for as long as I can remember. Always good food, and uh, and 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 now they're pretty much on the verge of just being wiped off the face of the earth. And yeah. and, and it's it's not because that you know. You know, they weren't putting out quality or they weren't, you know, you know, living up to the promise of good food. It's because that I'm pretty sure there was a two month stretch where they could literally do nothing. And then maybe in the over the summer, they were able to do maybe some outdoor dining. I'm not too sure what they were able to do back in over the summer. But um, yeah, something's going on. It's, uh, it's uh, and yeah, they're trying to sell right now, and I think it's pretty much a last-ditch effort to maybe recoup some money without Something. having to go bankrupt and just go under. Yeah, man. Um, you know, Mario, I mean, I know we've talked about it on the show, but again, uh, you know, the legendary, uh, you know, Voltage Lounge in uh, Philadelphia, you know, um, just put out a petition to uh, keep their doors open because, you know, they're in threat of going under man. Yeah, I mean, so far, I mean, they've been lucky enough to at least get the landlord's attention now, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they were all but shutting down. I mean, they're they are so much in back rent, they've been they've been literally closed, not able to host any type of events. Right. Pretty much the entire pandemic. So yeah, it's been rough, man. It's it's a shame too because music has been the one that's and entertainment in general is just taking the biggest hit. And, and, and you know, for some reasons, understandable, you know, it's understandably so, but it's it's been tough. Well, it's, dude, it's been like, you know, entertainment and, you know, entertainment, yeah, on, on a grand scale has, has taken a hit, you know, but you have, you have studios and you have, you know, people with, with a budget, you know, because essentially the people that are going to, no matter what make it through this is you're going to have a budget behind you. You know what I mean? Um, it, where it corners the, the, the little guy. Yeah. The, the, the little guy quote unquote can put out and be independent and, you know, get by through this time, but it corners them because, you know, there's so many guidelines and then the guidelines change, you know, so much, you know what I mean? They change drastically every, like, it seems like every day, you know, and, I mean? and on top of the fact that there's, they're all, you know, they're already as it is, they're state to state. Right. It's it's very difficult to kind of keep up with it, and and again for someone like you know, even if you are like a musician that's on a local level that's like trying to do it on their own, you, you, it's hard to like even you know plan ahead for your future because on the one hand you can go to a state maybe like Florida, right, that might be more open, but then you come up here to like a New York and it's you know New, even here in New Jersey like yeah shut down, so it's it's tough. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's completely shut, man. Um I I don't know. I mean, remind me again, Christian, my bad. My my memory is is flawed, but um you you also besides doing the the fancier kinetic typography as we uh, all like to throw around that word. Uh dude, like 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 I said, as soon as I learned that word, I just It's I like love the best it, way to describe like that whole visual It's perfect. Of, yeah. But um, you you are a writer as well, correct? A sports writer. Yeah, I'm a sports writer. You know, uh, I'm also a drummer. But the thing is, I'm not a- active in any bands right now. So um, you know, th- there's that. Uh, but um, no, I am a sports what? writer. I do cover. 
may I ask why is may I ask why you're not active in any bands? Because I I remember just, last time we talked, um, there was something. I'm not sure if you remember. I don't want to really give too much away, but there was something, and that's all I'll say. If you remember what I'm talking about, you can kind of. Um, that something is still, um, is still there somewhat. Uh, it's still, it's just a matter of trying to get, uh, the right people for that something without, you know, giving away too much. Yeah. Uh, uh, really the reason why I've been out of bands for the last three years, it's just that I've had some offers, some decent offers to join bands and even, uh, do some touring work for, uh, other bands, uh, through some connects that I've made just, but just nothing interests me right now. And the thing is. There was a period of time where I was playing in a lot of bands. I would say from like 2013 to like 2015. Uh, no, 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 like like 2013 to 2014, where I was playing in bands where I didn't have like any creative control really, and I was kind of just playing other people's music. Right. And um, and I wasn't a big fan of it. And uh, you know, obviously, the last stop I had uh, was a band called Alive in the Dark um, from Jer- from Union City. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like all those guys. Uh, I talk to most of them still to this right. day. Um, but uh, it just there was a there was a period of time where um, uh, like just I felt kind of um, I don't want to say not wanted because that's not the term I would use. Uh, I, I just felt like. I wasn't quite needed. Like I wasn't getting any, like I wasn't getting any like creative input and like new songs. There was at one point where I don't know if I should be talking about this out of school, but there was at one point where they were thinking about changing the band name Mm -hmm. and like doing a complete rebrand. All my, all my suggestions got shot down immediately and I wasn't too happy with that. There was a few times where they were talking about, okay, as soon as this record's out, they had been sitting on this record for about a good year or two. Uh, when I joined the band, and uh, so obviously I didn't have much input in that in that regards, and then it was come, getting time to like, uh, you know, let, let's start getting some ideas together for maybe a future release or a single or something or anything. Right. And uh, you know, I came up with some ideas. One of our members was very, very, you know, um, was very receptive to the idea, but everybody else was kind of just like, hmm, you know, like whatever. Right. So like, I was eventually, I was like, okay, listen. Obviously, I like. You know, I'm ha- these guys are good guys. They're good people. They're fun to be around. Sure. And I've spent I, I would not go back and change those two years that I spent with them. I very, very much enjoyed it. However, um, it's just like at a certain point, like I, I play music to create, not just play. Like I want to create something uh, that's that could resonate with some somebody else. I don't want to be basically an in-house studio guy <laughs> yeah. or or a live drummer, you know, that's not right. what my aspirations in music are. They've never been that. It's always been to, it's always been the creative process of music. Like I could give two shits less about fucking touring or anything like that. Like I, I couldn't care. I mean, maybe at one point, maybe baby Christian would say, yeah, touring sounds awesome. You know, like traveling the world and everything. Right. I've discovered now in my late twenties that I very, very, very much enjoy my couch and my <laughs> Xbox. Uh, and uh, so those are the things that I I'm, I'm passionate about, but when it comes to music, I'm passionate about creating content and that's what I've always wanted to do. And, um, you know, unfortunately I wasn't getting that outlet. So I left and I gave them plenty of word. Uh, my departure was discussed seven months in advance. 
Uh, I wow. left in um, July. That's like when I played my last show with them. And I had told them back in January, hey, listen, uh, I'm not going to leave you guys high and dry. You know, I'll do everything that you guys are scheduled to do. If there's anything that you guys want to do, you know, like in the near future, I'll take care of it. But come a certain point, you know, like I'm gone. Right. You know, I, I, I'm out. So and at first it was a bit of a fight. Then everybody pretty much came to terms that maybe that was the best decision for everybody involved. And yeah, and so here I am three years later with still no band. And that's, I don't think that's, a, and it's just for me being picky, really, because I've had offers. I just, none of them excite me because it's, it's got nothing to do with me creating. Right. And I, I'm not about to like spend three weeks away from home, you know, to, for to wear, trash pay. Yeah, to, yeah. Es- essentially, I mean, you know, you're you're wearing just like a mask. You know what I mean? You're being a character. Um, you know, you're just the drummer at that point. Um, yeah. I mean, th- and, but there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, and I, I respect the shit out of that. That you know, you even uh, you know, had said that because, um, it is about the creative process, right? That's why we do this. You know. Well, yeah. It's- well, and that's for me. And trust me, listen. There's guys who are out there who are studio session guys who make that their career. There's guys who just constantly like are touring guys, and they're just like they love being on the road. There's nothing wrong with that, and yeah. I'm not at all um, trying to marginalize the, those roles within music and those people who like enjoy doing that. If that is your calling in music and you just enjoy playing it, by all 100%, means, one hundred percent, go for that. Like, that's amazing. That's yeah. awesome. I support you 100%. I've got uh, nothing but respect for it. Uh, for me personally, that's not where – it's not how I fit in. That's not, that's not where I enjoy myself. You know, right. playing music is great. Playing music is great. I'm not taking anything away from that. But my I, – I love the creative process way more than I like the actual, like, touring process and stuff like that. That's just me personally. I, I like getting in the studio. I like writing the music. I like recording the music and, and seeing like what we can do from there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's what I like to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's a big part, dude. Um, um, you know, it's, it's about the, it, it, dude, I love the creative process too, man. Um, it, it's, it's a huge reason why, you know, you're in a band. I mean, partly, I mean, I mean, you, I, I hear what you're saying, you know, you, you know, shows, tours, whatever, you know, that could be left to the side, but as long as I'm, you know, you know, writing some tunes, um, you know, you're, you're fucking happy. Did you play any other instruments or are, are you just a drummer? Uh, not really. I'm pretty much just a drummer. Um, and I've I, thought about getting real quick. Sorry. I, Cause I just heard that back in my head and that sounded, um, like completely like, Oh, you're just a drummer. I, I'm a drummer, man. Like I'm, you know what I'm saying by that. I just wanted to yeah. clarify. Oh, well, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I don't play any other instruments. Drums is, has always been my sole focus. There has okay. been, I'm not going to lie, there has been some thoughts about picking up another, like especially guitar, like in the past, like maybe year or so. I probably should have worked on that while in quarantine, but sports writing kept me pretty much under as soon as the summer came along because that's when everything started getting back. Right. So, and then with the congested schedule and everything, I just had no time. Yeah. And, uh, and also I just got a second writing gig, you know, uh, back in October, I think. Oh, sick. Uh, so, what's, what, so what's like, that looking like? Uh, I write for what culture, uh, what culture, basically they cover a lot of pro wrestling. They cover a lot of TV. They cover a lot of movies, gaming. Uh, I think they do a little bit of sports. I'm not too sure where they stand on that. Uh, but, uh, I, I've yet to like really soak my feet in that, in that regards, but I'm in their system and I'm now like. 
I can get paid from them. So uh, awesome, dude. Uh, so like we'll see where that goes when that starts. Yeah. Congrats um, on that, man. I, I have thought about playing guitar for no other reason than just to help me make my own music. Yeah. Because if it's been hard to find other people who are like minded and want to, you know, at least help out, you know, like, um, you know, so because I have been I'm not going to get into specifics of what it is or what I'm trying to do, but I have been there has been this project that's been lingering in my head for about like the past six years. Mm-hmm. And uh, earlier this year, I, I thought it, it would be best if I would get the ball running on that. Uh, so far, progress is kind of stalled. So we'll see where that goes. Um, I'm hopeful that I can eventually get it off the ground, but it's going to take a lot because there's a lot of moving parts to it. <laughs> but um yeah, we'll uh, we'll see about that. But yeah, I, I've I've been trying to get another instrument in there, but it's just drums. Yeah, um, I mean drums, drums is a tough thing, um, you know, to, to learn and and especially to create with too. If you don't have any other instruments, I mean, you can. I'm not yeah. saying it's not doable, um, but yeah, I mean, and 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 to learn guitar too. Um, I mean, I'll tell you, dude. You know, like we we're scratching on the surface in the beginning. Um, you know, we're probably more than likely headed toward like another like phase of a lockdown. So what I'm saying is like, um, it's like picking up something like the guitar is like time consuming. So like, I understand like, you know, you got to sit down, especially with like my thing is, and this worked for me, it could, might be different, Mario. I'm not sure if, if, you know, you had a different experience with this, but, uh, sitting down guitar in the beginning when you're first learning, cause it's very time consuming. But when you're first learning, like th- that incubation period of like you just starting to learn, you know what I mean? That's where you want to like put the most time in. And then as soon like you just like drums, dude, like it, you, you pick it up, you know what I mean? And then, you know, now you're, you know, uh, running power chords or yeah, chords, you dude, know what I mean? I always find like it's that initial you said that initial pick it up, learn a couple chords, learn a couple, you know, get some basic theory, knowledge, whatever. And then just from there play the shit out of that until you have that down and then from there just keep branching off and then eventually you'll find all those hours playing that over and over at the end you know now you're writing songs like you know a year later you're have your own music written right yeah yeah it goes uh you know it goes you'd be surprised how like you know quickly you could pick something up but it's crazy because a lot of people um you know, and you don't strike me as this kind of person, but a lot of people, um, you know, that that's when they quit is like within the, those first couple months. It's because they expect to be here, but you got to start here first. And they, you know, they'll watch someone pick up a guitar and just start shredding. Right. And they're like, oh, I want to do that. Well, to do that, that guy's been playing for 20 years and does X, Y, and Z and plays every day. Right. You have to do that. Right. Like people just try and that's what happens. Like you said, that incubation period, people yeah. quit because they just get fed up. They don't have the patience. Tension span is not there or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it, it, if that were the case, um, you know, it, drums is the hard. I mean, for me, I felt like learning any kind of instrument drums was the hardest because you're literally moving every part of your body and then using your mind at the same time. Although, you know, I'm not saying guitar is anything like... Dude, lo- I can attest work. to the fact that the drums is the hardest. Yeah. It's... It, yeah. It, it's, it's... Yeah, man. It takes a special type of skill and, like, it, it's, you can't just pick it up. Like, 
I don't know. I found like picking up a bass after picking up a guitar, obviously, because it just translates. Right. But drums, it's like it's it's its own animal, dude. Right. Yeah, man, it is. I mean, there's so many, um, you know, things that, you know, not only do you have to stay in time, there, you know, there's so many things, you know, and likewise for the guitar, don't get me wrong. You know, we could sit here and break down the differences between both instruments and, you know. But even just for writing purposes, I mean, you know, you pick up a guitar, you can sit and pick up and write a structure of a song and then come and, you know, come into rehearsal with your band and be like, okay, this is what I'm thinking. Right. And then build the drums. Right. It's harder to do it the other way around. Exactly. So, so, you know, being, you know, having that like multi-instrument thing's good because it's like kind of well-rounded, you know. Yeah, and he makes you well rounded as a songwriter too. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, yeah, dude, it's you know that's uh for people. I mean, I hope that's that's the case for a lot of people. I mean, you know, um, it, is is picking up a uh, some kind of hobby, you know, through you know quarantine and turning it into some type of positive, man. Um, you know, I just hope that's the case. Um, again, I'm I'm a very optimistic person. Um, you know, so. You know, that's just, that's just what the fuck it is, you know. Um, so, no, dude. So, like I was saying, uh, yeah, so you're, you're also a sports writer, man. Plug that a little bit. Tell me, because my memory is hazy to begin with, to say the least. Um, well, uh, it's hard for me to plug it because uh, I don't think uh, the, the parent company that employs me would be all would be all too pleased with me uh, openly espousing my anti-government beliefs <laughs> on a podcast. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair so enough. I can't I, I don't want to say exactly where if people know me uh, or people can find me on social media, it'll be pretty easy to, to determine like where I uh, I work uh, right. to, to openly plug it. I feel like it would be like a weird thing. I, I ugh, fuck it. I actually nah, screw it. I work for uh, I, I'm a site manager for this website called Hudson River Blue, which is uh, one of SB Nation sites. Sorry. And uh, nice. and uh, I I cover um, uh, New York City FC, which is a, a soccer team based in New York City. Uh, and MLS and uh, soccer is like pretty much my uh, my my uh, my nerd sport, and um, so well, like I, I love sports in general. I'm yeah. a fan of pretty much all of them. You know, I'm a I huge could... baseball fan, huge football fan, huge soccer fan. Um, I could tell uh, by the I... back. I'm digging the backdrop, by the way. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, this is like one side of my room. I got another one, which is for NYCFC right here. that covers up my window that I usually use when uh, I'm doing like pregame or postgame press conferences, because this year they've all had to be done over Zoom. Oh, so, shit. like, yeah. So, like, uh, I usually use that one and I'll usually like turn like my entire setup like over to this direction. But, uh, yeah, this one's on this the far wall over here. And, um, yeah, just. Got some scarfs over there, um, but yeah. Um, so wait, real quick, let me just hold that thought for for people listening. Um, he's, I'm just describing uh, what's in the room. It's just a Steelers right. backdrop um, here in Philadelphia Eagle Land. Uh, you know, I, I I respect what I mean by I dig it is I I respect the setup, but uh, not the team of choice. Uh, it's the wrong PA team. Um, so you know, I, I just want I just want to clarify that. But I can, sorry, man, continue. Imagine saying it's the wrong PA team when one has six Super Bowl championships and the other one has one. <laughs> <laughs> just like I was, imagine. I wasn't even going to Super Bowls. I was just going to go this season alone. This <laughs> season <laughs> alone, dude. Jesus. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Man. It looks like the Steelers are about to lose another one, their second straight. But honestly, I'd rather the Steelers like start like a little bit of a poor streak now as opposed to go into the 
playoffs like way overconfident. Yeah, and uh, get it and out of the way now. I yeah. I, 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 we're going to eleven and two, so who gives a fuck? Yeah, you know, like it's it's we're still eleven and two. It hurts us the fact that the Chiefs won today because I really For would first. rather be the number one seed in the AFC. Buy, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, regardless, I think we would get get. Uh, well, no, we wouldn't get that by because that number one seed gets that by. The thing for me is I want that uh, I want that home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I don't want to yeah. like be traveling to Kansas City. Time. And I'm yeah. not sure how it is in Pittsburgh. Um, I wasn't watching today uh, tonight's game, uh, unfortunately. Sorry, Pittsburgh fans. But uh, oh, they're actually in Buffalo tonight. So oh, they're don't in even Buffalo. worry about that. There's nobody there. There's oh, nobody. okay. Yeah, so there's nobody in Buffalo. But if you got to go to a place like Kansas City in the playoffs where they do have fans, you know, 20,000, however many fans they have, 20,000 or whatever, that's still, dude, fans. It makes a difference. Dude, it makes a hell of a difference, bro. And people, like, you know, I, I, I don't know if the average fan, like, kind of factors that in. If, you know, you're just a casual, casual watcher of the sport. As but, somebody who has been at a sporting event, as the member of a press, as as a member of the press, and has seen what these empty stadiums are like, I can tell you it's nothing like having twenty thousand or thirty thousand or plus, you know, amount of people there cheering you on. It, the, the 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 there's no electricity in in the area, like in the atmosphere at all. There's nothing there. It's uh, there's definitely a lack of energy that you see it's it's not the same thing and any team that has fans versus any team that doesn't have fans is going to have an advantage in the yeah. in a playoff setting especially yeah yeah man it's uh yeah dude and, and it's crazy too because the road to the super bowl in all likelihood um you know is probably going to go through kc and in that situation uh you know kc's a dominant team as it is um, you know, Miami, man, they actually look good for like the first minute or not, not, not the first minute for the first quarter of the game. Then they came back a little bit, but whatever, I digress. Um, but the road to the Super Bowl is going to probably have to go through KC where they do have fans, man. And that's, yeah. that's going to be tough. Yeah. It's, I, I don't like it going through KC. I don't like putting the ball in Pat, Patrick Mahomes' hands no. and Arrowhead at all i mean putting the ball in patrick mahomes hands in any stadium any stadium with or without fans is always just not <laughs> like an easy he's the great he's the best quarterback in the league right now by far it's not even close anybody who said lamar jackson looks like an absolute fucking moron <laughs> I, I i i i don't understand those people i saw on so many lists like saying that lamar jackson's the, the best quarterback in the league i don't understand how you give that that spot to a guy who literally can't throw the fucking ball. Yeah, dude. I, 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 Thank you. I, I, I don't you. understand. Listen, and listen, all due respect to Lamar Jackson, yes. he's a very good football player. He's yes. not a great football player, and he's not a great quarterback. No. Uh, he, uh, he, he can – every single – in, in order for a team to win a Super Bowl and be potent on offense, you need to have a, a guy who can throw the ball. Na- name me one of those prototype uh, rush first quarterbacks that has won a Super Bowl. I, Give me one. I can't. I mean, um, rush first. Yeah, I can't. See, re- they can get Pat, you there. Well, well Pat I mean, Mahomes yeah, is more of a thrower. Yeah. 
But, Patrick Mahomes is a pocket quarterback who yeah, can run. He can That's the run. Thing. He's yeah. a throw-first guy, yeah. and he's got an amazing arm. He's got an amazing pocket presence. He's just very athletic and can evade and can get out outside the pocket, make magic happen, and can also run the ball down 15 yards if need be. It's never his first priority. I, in my in my memory, the only guy that's actually made like a long like had longevity in that kind of role is Mike Vick. Mike Vick, and he's he and he didn't win a Super Bowl either. Right. So, exactly. Mike Vick, and if you remember, Mike Vick early in his career was a run-first quarterback, and then when he got to the Eagles is when he started to develop that pocket presence yeah, a little I mean, you're, bit. Yeah, you're getting older. You know, you gotta, you know, you gotta think with your brain before your legs, and yeah, yeah, taking a lot of hits. Um, but yeah, I mean, even you saw today with the Eagles, like there's a difference between Wentz, who you know is is a pocket guy first that can make some plays with his legs, versus Hurts, who has that built into his game, it's a totally different thing. And I mean, like, with you know, with Lamar Jackson's case, he doesn't have the throwing ability to go with it. So I mean, you can't you can't really compare him to Patrick Mahomes. No, not at all. Especially man. and the Chiefs offense, that's a track team. Oh, it's, yeah. it's all speed. It's it's, insane. it's different, man. It's fucking. It's yeah. insane, dude. I mean. It, Patrick Mahomes, all you got to do is get Pat Mahomes a little bit of time, and then all of a sudden you Tyree got... Tyreek Hill's gone. <laughs> Tyreek Hill, yeah. uh, Miko Hardman, I mean, one of those guys, and then Travis Kelsey. Dude, and then you still got a 32-year-old Shady McCoy, LaShawn McCoy still doing it, you know, under Coach Reed, who's a, you know, uh, has been Don't a, they have Le'Veon Bell now? Yeah, they, and yeah, they, they still sign, got Le'Veon yeah. Bell and um, uh, Hilaire Hyde. What's, it, what's the rookie's name? Oh, KC number twenty five. It's a, a Carlos Hilaire Hyde, I believe. Um, yeah, man. So they're a dangerous team. Um, but yeah, for for you're absolutely right on that. For for the people who thought Lamar Jackson was going to be that next, um, you know, that next it. You know what I mean? Um, All it takes, man, is a, is a little bit of game tape. A little bit of once, game. Once tape. they get some game tape, those you know, they figure that out quick. Yeah, yeah. Teams it, it, figure that out quick. It's like Cam Newton. When he first came to the league, the guy was fucking dynamite. And now look at him. He can't even make it at the Patriots like system. It's like it's, it's fucking nuts. It's like once you realize that the the best way to defend somebody is stuff a bunch of guys in the box, rush him from the edge and force and force him to throw the ball. You know, like yeah. it, the, the guys like that just don't seem to last. I mean, look at guys like Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston's yep. a phenomenal athlete. Yep. I loved James, Jameis Winston when he was in college. He was a great baseball player. I really yeah. thought that that's where he should have gone. I really do think he should have become a baseball player. He would have had more longevity. Yeah, man. And I think would have been a much more effective, you know, baseball player. But um, I agree with that. 100%. Now, look, uh, I, I, and I, so people can, like, say Russell Wilson. Once again, Russell Wilson is a pocket quarterback who can pocket. run the ball. Yep. Uh, Russell, and Russell Wilson is probably one of the most underrated quarterbacks in NFL history. The dude has been uh, under the radar brilliant his entire career through good years and bad years in Seattle. The guy is always just a threat in the pocket and just always having good quality seasons with or without weapons. And now him with DK Metcalf, <laughs> who I think is an absolute fucking unit of a human being. Oh, uh, like, you're bringing up that name, that dude. Name, it's, uh, <laughs> oh, I roll. God damn it, dude. <laughs> He's a fucking animal, man. <laughs> And, and, the, and the amazing, the amazing part with Wilson too is he never has like a, a quality offensive line, right? And but he just extends plays and just like stays upright and just makes makes it happen, dude. Yep. He, him, him, and uh, I put three quarterbacks at the top right now. Um, and 
I think Pat Mahomes is going to surpass everything or at least come close. I'm not going to say everything because what Tom Brady did was historic, and I don't think we'll see that That's in a long time. That's generational, yeah. Right. That's a generational talent, but that, that remains to be seen. But I think Pat Mahomes is going to get close to that. I think Russell Wilson is going to have a phenomenal the rest of his career. Um, and now, look, like you said, dude, you give him weapons. Uh, you give him someone who's going to be Calvin Johnson, Megatron 2.0, essentially. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers, man. Like, those three quarterbacks, you know, right now are just uh, like money. You know what I mean? Money in the bank. Week in and week out. I'll tell you what, seeing him up close, man, there's nothing wrong with Josh Allen in Buffalo either. Yeah. Man. He's, he's looking pretty good. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa on the Miami Dolphins. It's all the ingredients to yes. be a great NFL quarterback. Obviously, this is his first year. It hasn't been like off, like crazy ridiculous, but he's he's making some good throws. He's making big plays, and he's not he doesn't look out of place. Yes. That's always the most important, and he's dynamic. He can throw the ball, and he can run as well, and he's a lefty, which makes him extremely unorthodox. Yep. How many lefty quarterbacks can you name? Like, like, like I remember Vic being one of them. Vic. Since then, Steve Young. Steve Young, yeah. Steve Young, Steve Young, yeah, but Steve Young's been retired for fucking a while. decades at this point. Yeah, and then yeah. it's, it's uh, like... Those guys, there's if you get a good lefty who can stick in that pocket and like really do damage, man, that's that that's that that, it could be a recipe for success. Yeah, especially now with the Patriots era being seemingly done and over with, uh, it's time for you know the AFC East to like another team to emerge out of the AFC East. The Jets have obviously proven that they're an absolute (laughs) shit show and can't do that. Uh, But the Buffalo Bills and Miami have both come out looking like the Miami gave fucking Kansas city a run for their fucking money today. Yeah. That they game did. Was, they did. That's a, and that defense is a very well-built defense. That offense is very dynamic. Xavier Howard is probably one of the best corners in the league. I uh, love watching him play. Dude, he's a stud uh, dude. Yeah. I love watching him play. Uh, my brother's a Dolphins fan, as is my father, which is funny enough. Jersey born, Jersey raised, I'm a Steelers fan, and both and my brother and my and my dad are both Dolphins fans. Dude, that's insane, bro. Like, I don't understand how that. Uh, I mean, I get it. I mean, there's like traditions, you know, in families, so like I can't understand. It. It's not like the, oh my god, like holy shit, Santa Claus isn't real type of deal. But um, you know, it's it's hard for me. It's hard. What I'm trying to say is it's hard for me to picture myself not being an Eagles fan. You know what I mean? Oh, and that's completely you fine. Know? That was, I, I understand that most sports teams are pretty much like, you know, like regional and local. Yeah. And for the most part, I am as well. The, the, only, uh, the only difference is the Pittsburgh Steelers because, you know, I didn't have any Giants or Jets people in my family who were uh, – you know, to like to carry that from my father was a Dolphins fan and my brother kind of followed followed him along that path. But um, uh, my father's an Islanders fan. I'm a Devils fan. You know, I, my my brother doesn't really watch hockey. Uh, also, my dad's best friend was a Steelers fan. and He's pretty much got to me early. And obviously, when I was a young kid, what really struck me was the colors. The black and gold is an yeah. iconic color scheme. And it's it's classy. It's 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 iconic. Um, I, I love the logo, the steel mark logo. I, I, I just, I loved everything about the team's identity as a little kid, because that's what I first saw. Right. Then as I got older and like got to, you know, ages like 11 and 12, I started like appreciating like the history of the team and really getting to the culture, knowing everybody who was playing on the team. And then I got to see them win a Super Bowl when I was like 12 years old, which was awesome against the Seahawks. Then I saw them win another one against the cards. Yeah. Since then it's been kind of like, eh, but you know, we make the playoffs more years than not. We've always had a winning record for 
the past, uh, I don't know, what is it, like 12 seasons or something like that. It's, you know, I, I, I've been pretty lucky, but, you know, I, I was with that team. Like everyone can say, oh, you know, they're one of the most storied franchises you bandwagoned. And it's like that's not what it was, you know, because when I was a when I was a kid, the Steelers were hardly a, an amazing team. They were a solid team. They didn't yeah. they weren't the most storied franchise in the league yet. You know, they didn't have six Super Bowls yet. You know, I saw them win those two as a fan. And and that's just the team I, I latched on to. Um, uh, everything else, I'm, I'm local. I'm a Yankees fan. I'm a Devils fan. I'm a New York City <laughs> FC fan. You know, uh, it's and I know Philly fans are going to hate that because I'm New York <laughs> everything and Jersey everything. But, you know, for the most part, I do latch on to it. But also the the Jets and the Giants don't uh, they don't even play in New York, dude. You know, yes. they play in Jersey and pose as New York teams. It, it, that never rubbed me the right way. I always hated that. So I, I, I would give you more grief because like uh, the success that the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers had over the course of history um, has been equivalent to like what the Dallas Cowboys had. Um, so I'd give you more grief if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, if anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but dude, I mean, I, I can understand why you're not a New York Giants or a Jets fan. Like I would just stay away from the, although the Giants beat Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl. But, oh, Joe, trust me, I was watching it and rooting for him each time. <laughs> I, uh, you know, uh, but no, son of a not a Giants fan. Not not a Jets fan. Well, the thing is, when you're in the AFC, because you guys are NFC heads, yeah. in the AFC, you take every opportunity that you can to watch Brady and Belichick cry. Fail. So, uh, yeah, 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 just like fit. Even like, here, I, even here in the but NFC. I, yeah, but as Eagles fans, man, you know, we enjoy watching him go down, too. You know, we, I, I'd root, you know he, got, he, he I'd we gave him his, the- yeah. Sorry, <laughs> no, but yeah, man, we, we enjoy, you know, we enjoy watching him suffer, too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Hundred percent, man. Um, yeah, now that dude. we got the sports talk out of the way, <laughs> dude. It's amazing how we could start the show talking about government conspiracies and then lead it on to uh, sports. Yeah, we've uh, we've covered the whole gamut of our podcast in one episode, <laughs> dude. I mean, that's why um, you know it's always a pleasure. Uh, you know, like when, when this episode was coming up, I, I was like, dude, this is going to be awesome, man. Cause I remember the last one and I was like, dude, you know, there's, there's, we could take it in so many different directions, which is, which is awesome, man. Um, and also I still have time because the Steelers are getting their asses kicked. So, uh, I, I I'm with you guys for the long haul now. So let's, uh, nice, let's, let's get in, let's get into it. What do you guys want to talk about? Let's, let's see. What do you guys want to talk about? Well, Mario, um, all right, so first of all, for everyone... <laughs> you're going you're to throw me right under the bus? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Let me not... I don't. Let me, re- like, reel that back in for a second. I won't throw Mario under the bus. I was just going to say, um, you could you could let everyone know what's been on my mind lately. Uh, no pun intended. Um, but, uh, no, man. Um, obviously, today is Monday the uh, 14th. Um, it's really Sunday, the 13th. We're watching the Steelers game, obviously. But at the time of the release, it's going to be Monday. So we have something uh, called, I believe called the great or the, the conjecturing. the con- No, the great conjunction. And okay. that's when uh, on the night of the winter solstice, I mean, I, it says December 21st, man, on like this random Google search. But anyway, um, I thought it was tomorrow, but it could be December 21st. But. It's when Jupiter and Saturn, they align. 
And uh, there's like meteor showers going off. There's aliens being discovered. Not sure if you guys uh, have seen any of that. Um, I have not. Not yet. I'll do some research. Yeah, I mean, dude, there's a lot of shit going on right now. Um, You know, obviously, everything, you know, going on with the pandemic, obviously. But to me, I don't watch watch the news. So it's just like I, I go about my life as like if accordingly you know what i mean i I don't know you know if that's the wrong uh word but um the topic i wanted to bring to the table and we can kind of get into it i don't know how much you guys know about like symbolism um occultism in the entertainment industry um i'm not sure you know what you're kind of versed in but that's something I'm, i'm very interested in um is kind of essentially what you have going on now with big government, big money, big tech, anything with big behind it, big pharma that just has so much money to invest and to get a message out there and exploiting the masses over it. Um so like for example, like if you've watched Lady Gaga, right? I, I use that as an example all the time. She's obviously super popular. But she also sings about super dark, twisted shit, and her story is kind of fucked up. I'm not sure if you're if you guys know the story of Lady Gaga. Uh, uh, I'm not familiar. What aspect of it? Like, so if my mem- I know a little bit, if my memory serves me correct, she had I believe it was her friend, and her friend. Um, it, I wish I set this up beforehand, but I didn't. I would be able to pull it up on screen, but I can't. But her friend essentially, uh, her friend and her, she took on, her friend died mysteriously. She took on the identity as her friend, right? And then all of a sudden blew up into who she is today. So, you know, there's some, it's all about playing ball, right? It's like, you know, if you're in some, if you're in somebody's pocket and you're compromised, it's about playing ball. Okay. I'm willing to do this for fame is essentially the motive. You know what I mean? You know, I'm willing to, you always hear this saying in the music industry, selling my soul. You know what I mean? Um, so, th- I mean, that that's, uh, you know, that's a topic I, I, I wanted to throw out there. Um, you know, do do some research on, on the Lady Gaga story. It's super fascinating. I mean, you can go and look up really any image of her and then you could just tie that to a uh, very, very eerie, um, I guess, quotes or historic things uh, that that's very, very e- like evil and eerie. Interesting. But um, yeah, I mean, Mario's very, like, very interesting. Mario's like, twist my beard. Very <laughs> interesting. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, it's 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 funny because like you know you. You hear even things just like, you know, you see like subliminal messages or artists, you know, are they sending subliminal messages with like certain outfits they're wearing or album art or on stage doing things? And it's like, you know, I, I'm i not too well versed in it, but um, I know there's people that really go down that rabbit hole and like have really found some crazy shit. So there's another great example, too, of this. Uh, If you guys are familiar with Lil Wayne and Drake um, and Future, there's uh, one of their most successful songs uh, was called Love Me. Um, 
and and for everyone out there listening, everyone out there watching, I if you haven't, you know, this song came out back in like 2014, if my memory served me correctly. Um, watch that video, watch that video, and and then you you tell me what you see. You know what I mean? And you tell me it's not fucking crazy, bro. Um, I'm almost about to tell you to pull it up and watch it real fast, just like the first like 20 seconds, but we wouldn't be able to air it. But no, man, it's crazy. It's it's essentially, you know, um, you know, fucking selling your soul to fucking rock and roll, man. Are you about that life? Um, you know, I definitely have my conspiracy theories about Hollywood, especially when it comes to like uh, sexual deviancy, like pedophilia and everything like that. I'm not too sure how much of it actually has to do with the occult, even though I wouldn't be surprised if I found out that some of it was. Um. Me personally, uh, there's definitely a lot of imagery that definitely shocks sometimes and uh, and kind of like catches your eye. I remember as a kid uh, watching the video for uh, On to the Next One by Jay-Z and uh, Swizz Beats. And, yeah. Yeah, I remember watching that video and being like, like years ago and then I was like, this is some pretty crazy shit that I'm watching right here. And um, But um, also there's a part of me that is also like that also believes that you know these artists are hyper aware of the conspiracy theories that revolve around them so maybe they throw in some imagery here for a buzz like or to like get or create some controversy and get people talking because what's going to move the the merchandise more than people talking about your merchandise because even because like let's say i came up to you it's like oh did you hear about this band they did this that and the other thing and i'm very very bizarre odds are when you when you wake up tomorrow you're going to be like what's the deal with this band and you check it out or what's the deal with this album then you check it out you're like i actually kind of fuck with this right you know like uh, so so there's definitely a part of me that's definitely wary about that and definitely wary about you know uh occultism in hollywood and in and, and and in various forms of media that comes out of it such as music you know film and tv but uh by that same token it's like uh i i can't I, I can't acknowledge that without also acknowledging that maybe these people aren't as insulated as one would think and are also doing it for quote unquote, I don't want to say attention, but doing it to stir up a little bit of shit, you know, kick up the conversation and, and get people talking about their product, which is at the end of the day, which is what they're trying to sell. Right. And, and there is, a, there is that you definitely have that aspect of it where um, I, I forget who, Actually, um, fuck, man, this is gonna bug the shit out of me. I want to say it was maybe like Lil Uzi Vert, um, you know, uh, was talking about how he was a clone, essentially, and, and but, um, you know, because you hear about all the clone. I'm not sure if Mario, if you're familiar, uh, Christian, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, you know, the whole clone thing too. But um, but to, to what you were saying before we go off into clones and shit. Um, to, to one one conspiracy at a time, John Jesus. Um, but fucking no. Uh, the uh, what what I'm saying is, to, you know, like I, you could do it for buzz, uh, and there definitely is that. Um, but on the same token, man, um, you know, it it, it it's crazy, man, because like, you know, I I see people like Tom DeLong, and then I ask myself, is Tom DeLong an industry plant? And what better person yeah. to be one than Tom DeLong? Someone who has a, a super mass following, who's in one of the most, if not the most popular pop punk punk rock band, you know, to date. 
Blink One Eight Two is by far the most popular punk pop punk band of all time. I think that goes without saying. A hundred percent, right? But as for him to 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 leave and to go chase aliens, you know, um, <laughs> is yeah, but and so then you have people. I mean, yeah, it goes back to like yeah. Um, Maybe I just think way too much into it because, like, I'm like, yo, man, he's definitely out there, like, fucking, uh, you know, he's just bought and sold. You know what I mean? He's just controlled mm. opposition because he's just trying to let people know. But then what you just said actually was a great th- great point was uh, just to move their product. And maybe he maybe he's just a, you know conspiracy theorist who uh wants to chase aliens i don't know man but or 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 maybe he i mean i try not to my thing has always been i've tried i try not to um attribute everyone's action immediately to nefariousness like right off the bat i try to give people the benefit of the doubt like especially like independent individuals like you know like like uh, I, i try to give them the the uh the benefit of the doubt like that they're that they're not trying to do harm, um, but there's definitely a part of my brain that definitely says, you know, these people are either a snake snake oil salesman or they've got something to hide. There's definitely a part of me that, you know, entertains that idea a bit. Um, I think like it's it's hard because, you know, you mentioned that about you mentioned what you said about controlled opposition. Controlled opposition. I remember like uh, years ago. A lot of people said that about Alex Jones too. Yeah. That he was controlled to opposition. Right. And I'm not too sure what to make of that now. Alex Jones, listen, I'm gonna get some shit for this. I am thoroughly entertained whenever I listen to Alex Jones speak. Because even <laughs> if too, I don't, dude. even if I don't agree with what he's saying, and I think he's absolutely full of shit or he's absolutely batshit nuts, he's entertaining. He's, he, he's entertaining to listen yeah. to. He, oh, he, he he's like. Like, they're trying to freaking frogs get. I mean, how do you listen to that sentence in your head and then and then repeat it and process that and not like oh find that God. to be funny? Yeah. And the funny thing is, that's actually kind of true. Yeah. I mean, it's an old. Here's the thing about the turning the frogs gate thing. It's an oversimplification. Yes. I, I, and, and Harvard has Harvard has covered this. There yes. was some there was some chemicals like in the water as a result. I think it was like waste. Was it waste? It, I don't remember what it was. Or it, was it experiments? I, I, I think it was just some type of I, I believe it was at. Uh, estrogen i believe yeah yeah and it was it was causing like the frogs to like change sex or something like that even though i think uh i think actually frogs can change their sex because they're i I think they're asexual um i I think they can change their sex in the same sex environment if uh uh, like as a defense mechanism then obviously to not go extinct i believe that that's the case i'm not too don't quote me on that I'm not too sure. That's pretty insane. Uh, All of a sudden, this, um, uh, a frog's under attack under another I, like I, guy I, frog, and then he just turns to a girl. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was fucking with their sexual reproduction. You yeah, can actually Google it, and it's, yeah, it's a real it thing. It it's, is. It's it. I know. What you're it, like about. whether or not that was a conspiracy or not, or just a scientific, you know, observation of something that was going on with these particular frogs in this area. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't. Yeah, that's uh, that's really anyone's guess. It's, um, it's entertaining, dude. I mean, like you said, dude, uh, it, it definitely is entertaining with uh, watching watching Alex Jones. Um, that that I mean, it's hilarious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you you know, you bring it back. You know, and, and you were saying, 
you don't look, you know, you don't, you don't want to look at, you know, when you, when you're first observing somebody, you don't look, want to look at them as, you know, they could be up to, you know, no good essentially was what you were saying. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, but like my, my combating on that would, it would be like, I, it, it's hard for me to, to look at people in a, in a sense, people with money is what I should say. People in power. Yes. People, people with yeah, people with power. Right. And, Pe- people in people in power that have control over fucking whatever. Um, you know, and that you hear about the the, the the pedophilia shit, man, and once you start hearing horrifying. Sh- bro, once you start hearing shit like that, it's like, you know, if, if this person's doing it, man, and then then you hear like there's eight hundred thousand kids alone that go missing in the US a year. That's oh, f- dude, I've got a, I've got a fucking document, a three-part documentary. I need to show you. Uh, it's by a YouTuber. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to get you pulled down or flagged or, or anything like that. Uh, I, I also don't want to draw too much attention to, you know, respect certain, yeah. it's certain, certain other things. Yes, uh, that could get me in hot water later. There's a three-part documentary documentary that I have to show you that, and the guy actually got pulled down. Uh, and um, he ha- he lists out the evidence. He li- it, like he's doing his evidence in real time because originally the video, like in part one, he was saying that because he he's he uh, he debunked QAnon like uh, last year because mm-hmm. he was like, okay, listen, so QAnon maybe there's a little something to this, but it's it's not a thing. right. Uh, like, he's like, it's it's not a thing. QAnon is not a thing. Controlled opposition. So, yeah, it, it, it's people fucking trolling on 4chan. That's yeah. what Q- QAnon was, and um, but he was uh. You know, he was hearing all these conspiracy theories about like pedophilia in Hollywood, and he was gonna, and he was actually going to make a video, not quite debunking it, but making it seem overstated, right? Like, like, like and then like saying like maybe this isn't going on, and he actually like did a lot of research that you see him do in real time, and actually report it to the FBI, and at the end of the three part series, he actually connects it all to, like to, like like it, it's pretty fucking insane. The, yeah, the, the yeah. line of evidence that he uses, and I'm going to send it to you um, after we get off after after we get off here. Um, but it's fucking it, his YouTube channel is now down. They took him down. Yeah, dude. That's see, and that's look, man. I, I like having fun, and um, you know, I, I I enjoy having fun and being open minded to a lot of conspiracies and shit like that. Um, don't get me wrong, but yeah. it's what you just said that scares the shit out of me. It's that like this quote-unquote out-of-the-box type thinking is what is getting people pulled down off of YouTube, off of, off of Facebook, off of all these platforms, man. And just because you, like, uh, I've said this before, but, you know, uh, you know, y- you being short of, like, wanting to go out on, like, a rampage murder spree, um, you know, it, if you don't think with the mainstream narrative, if you don't believe, if you believe, I'm just using this as an example, but the, the earth is flat and, you know, whatever, and there's a chance your channel can, can, can get pulled down because you think and, you know, want to uh, document a certain thing and create a video around why you think if you did the evidence, such and such and such, or certain political views, man. And when people when people's speech get take gets taken, that's where it gets gets me worried, man. That's what really fucking gets me worried, dude. Like big time, Hunt, like it's it's crazy. You know what I mean? Because it's like you get boxed into certain things where it's like, all right, well, you can't talk about 
X, Y, and Z. So I guess we'll just talk about how, you know, the uh, the daisies are, are growing in the garden and the world is just fucking sun fucking shining rainbows. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, Ma- Mario, what are your thoughts on interdimensional child molesters? <laughs> <laughs> well, are we going back to football topics now or what? <laughs> wow. Um, man. I don't know. Like, as I, this is the first time I'm co-hosting the show, and I'm kind of just like soaking it all in rather than interjecting <laughs> with my point. Uh, uh, like, uh, like he said, dude, that this is a this is a crazy, crazy, crazy first episode to be co-hosting on. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is the one. It's, uh, it's weird because, like, you know, like, you know, to go off of John's point about you know talking about these type of topics is like, you know. What you you can even look at it in terms of like I'm not far this far that I'm not an extremist in this or that I'm just like you said having fun kind of looking into things and kind of just going down the rabbit hole and see where it leads, um, and it's leading people to be taken as having some sort of agenda one way or the other, and being banned, being you know taken down, being demonetized, being you know watched it's just like you know what i mean it's crazy but like yeah i mean it's 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 fucking wild i'm gonna good really quick john before you get into it um i I, and i want to make it known these are private companies twitter youtube they're all private companies facebook yes they can do whatever the fuck that they want yes but i think that we have reached a point where we are not questioning the uh the role that media plays in society and uh and the power that they have because we pretty much have a monopoly we have a monopoly on or a duopoly on information now and where you can get it and what's viewed as acceptable and every single time that you have a a, a, like an opinion that dissents from what is the general consensus i feel like it's always flagged down as like oh this could be fake news or we have blocked this we have removed this twitter user for violating our terms of service and the terms of service get more vague yeah man passing year and the people youtubes you give them an yeah you give them an inch and they fucking want the whole thing bro yeah and it's just and it's also a matter of like um it, it, it it's getting to the point where and also if you look at who serves on like these conduct boards you have like a lot of these ideologues who I'm not going to name who yeah. uh, who have an invested interest in that side being suppressed or otherwise, you know, completely silenced and, and or, or just inconvenienced. You yes. know, you have a lot of people on that side of the spectrum who are in control of a lot of the sh- especially on YouTube. They're they're uh, they're um, I don't I don't want to call them panel like like they're bored of like, I think, community guidelines, I think. There, there's a name that I want to say that I don't want to say because yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it it could get everybody here in hot water, and I don't want to do that to That's any fine. of us. That's fine. But, uh, it, she's a bit of a crazy lady, and she. I believe you, I called, believe I know this woman. Uh, it, it starts with an A. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. And and she's a bit, she's a she's a bit of a snake oil salesman herself. Uh, speaking of which, can I take a piss really quick? Uh, I'll be right back. Yeah, go ahead. Take a piss. Um, I'll get Mario's thoughts on this uh, because here at In The Paint he's gonna, Podcast. He's catch me up to speed while you're taking yes, a piss. Here at In The Paint Podcast, we don't take piss breaks. Um, 
No, I'm just kidding. Well, you can. I don't give a fuck. Um, but no, dude, it's it kind of it kind of uh, circles around to my whole point. Um, kind of like what he was talking about is like, uh, you know, it, it's you know whoever has the money and the control essentially gets to put out the message that they want everyone to see. Right. It's essentially someone with a vested interest and an agenda telling you not to have an agenda that goes against their agenda. Exactly. And and meanwhile, you don't have any agenda. You're right. just trying to play devil's advocate and right. show this side wants this, this side wants that. Let's like deep dive into both right. and see how they're both fucking us. Right. And that person's like, no, no, no. No. Listen. We're taking you down. There, we only yeah. want... We only want this water bottle to uh, be consumed and we don't want the rest essentially. You know what I mean? And, and man, that's when, you know, that's when it gets dicey, bro. Like that's when it's like, you got to really look like at what's going on in the bigger picture. And it just makes it easier for the top to weed out the bottom. Exactly. And to have control over the bottom. It's dude, it's billionaires convincing millionaires to tell the middle class that the poor are irrelevant, if that makes sense. And blinding the middle class to the fact that you'll never be one of them. Right. You'll be just good enough to where you're happy and conformant. Bro, we out... But you're never going to be them, but... We outnumber them. But you're right. But the problem is, they outnumber you with their bank account, they, and they got you. They don't want to. They don't want to see us in the streets, though. Is what I'm. Is what I'm trying to no, say. No, no, because they know what'll happen. If right. That's the case. Like if that were to ever happen with people, they would know what you know. Well, they they, they all. I mean, they also. I mean, if we're talking about they, quote unquote, they also have the backing of some very high, uh, um, personnel. I I would choose to speak, but that's not to say that but, there's some crazy cool. shit that. <laughs> listen, motherfuckers. We have some shit too. <laughs> At the end of the day, this is why I just stay out of this stuff. <laughs> By the way, guys, uh, I'm back. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we yeah. can. Well, okay, perfect. Um, um, the woman with the A. Let's a. let's talk about her for a second. Let's um, do it. I, I'm sorry if this is going to cause a shit storm, John. I Mario, I, I apologize profusely. Bring it on, um, brother. There is a woman by the name of Anita Sarkeesian yeah. who got big during the days of uh, Gamergate. Are you guys familiar with what Gamergate is? I, I think John might. Uh, Mario, are you Yeah, so with John, you probably know better than me. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, Gamergate's a long story, and it, it that story changes depending on who you oh, ask. Who, right. And and what side of the spectrum that they uh, – or what side of the the aisle that they, they're currently standing on. But um, – uh, Essentially, Anita Sarkeesian is this woman on YouTube who um, had her own YouTube channel. Uh, I think she still has it, her own YouTube channel, and she uh, she had a series. Uh, she's a feminist. She's a she, she a third wave feminist, to be exact. And um, she had uh, a YouTube series called "Tropes Against Women in Video Games." Now, and basically, she would uh, be using it as a way to describe video games as this breeding ground for misogyny and quote-unquote misogynist story beats in video games and tropes um, to do with women in, and, and their role in video games. Um, now, while I will... While, while I, I'm, I'm definitely in agreement that women haven't always been portrayed greatly in video games, no. um, that that's not... 
I would say that those those examples are the exception and not the rule. I think that we've had plenty of powerful female characters in video games. I mean, Laura Croft was an icon yes. in her time. Absolutely, uh, yeah. And, uh, and such, and that was back in the 90s. And, yeah. um, but um, she would use um, these arguments. Mind you, this series kicked off in, I think, about like 2014, 2015, thereabouts. Oh, excuse me. And um, she... Uh, she basically, uh, like, first off, she wasn't using her own footage. Um, there was this YouTube uh, video that uh, I'll, I'll link you guys to later that um, shows her actually lifting gameplay footage off of other people's channels and then using it as her own. Uh, she described herself as a gamer, despite the fact that in 2010 there was a video circulating of her giving uh, what seems like a lecture in a college classroom about uh about video games and she said that i don't play video games and then proceed she's like i'm not a, uh, yeah, yeah yeah at all and that she wasn't a gamer and actually she then proceeded to list probably some of the worst uh stereotypes about video games ever that are completely unfounded <laughs> and not true yeah uh shortly th- shortly thereafter <clears throat> and uh uh there's this one uh analysis that she did in the game hitman um i don't remember which one it was uh where he's he's uh in a strip club and he the, the task is to sneak past the strippers um i think i remember she, this game was it was hitman uh the, the game with the uh bald dude yeah possibly? yeah agent yeah. yeah agent 47 yeah agent, yeah you don't you don't play hitman come yeah, on no God. yeah yeah no i was just making sure i was just making sure yeah no no agent they adapted the movie too i think yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. terrible. Don't watch it. Yeah, no, yeah, it's not. yeah. Sorry, continue. Sorry. Uh, but but uh, she's basically she makes it seem that you're incentivized to kill these women, but in actuality, you're not. She also says that you like have like a dehumanized view on them, which is not true. Uh, they actually talk very, very ill of like the per- your target, and um, and also like like uh, you're kind of made to empathize with them if you actually stay long enough to overhear the conversation. Now, uh. Now you're actually penalized for killing these women, so there's actually no incentive to actually hurt these women. Right. Uh, that penalty is um, more or less removed if you hide their bodies afterwards. But the thing is, j- being able to recover from a penalty is not the same as not getting one. Committing uh, one. It, yeah. it, it's it's a com- it's a com- it's a completely avoidable thing that it's actually. And it's, you're incentivized not to hurt anybody because collateral damage in the Hitman video games is a very, very big deal, especially when you're like you're one of those completionist whores right. who want to get like 100 percent the game and uh, and, and, you know, like, you know, go through is like pretty much like that silent killer type, like, right. like, like, like as you're supposed to. It's a stealth based game. You're not supposed to be initiating conflict. Running. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially to go after someone who's not your target and who poses no threat to you immediately unless that you're spotted by them. But you can easily just sneak right past them. Yeah, if um, you, it's if actually quite if, easy. If you're going after uh, the the initiative of this game, uh, just to clarify, you're not going after uh, video game strippers. Um, no, you're, you're going after stealthy. specific <laughs> targets uh, that are laid out for you. You're, yes. you're, you're a contract killer and you have one target in mind. Maybe sometimes I think two or three. But for the uh, but for the most part, you you have a very specific guidelines that you need to follow to, right. for these jobs. Uh, and to say that it is uh, how how this how this turns into let's murder women fantasy is completely untrue and just an absolute fucking just 
it, it, it's lunacy, and it's it, it 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 it's definitely from somebody who doesn't play that game, or I think video games in general. It's it, it's just one of those things that she she rubs me the wrong way, and she's on YouTube's board, or at least she was for um like following their community guidelines and I think input in that regards. And she's also, she also had a huge hand in, I think she in, like low key inspired the storyline to the last of us too. And don't even get me started on that. That I, ugh, Oh wow. God. Ugh, God, I, I love the last of us. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Story wise, nothing hits harder. The last of us two from a story perspective is an absolute fucking uh, piece of shit. It's in trash. every like, it, it, it's trash for stories. Great gameplay. Yeah. Graphically, one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen, especially on a console. Story-wise, that game, it, it coming off of one of the greatest stories ever told in video game history, it's absolute garbage. Uh, and it just cleans up at the Game Awards, which it just, it's like, of course it fucking did. Well, yeah. It's like, of course. Uh, of course it did. And in a year that saw Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, that game's and, great, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah, I was I, I put so much time in the Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, man. that game's fun. Ghost of it's a phenomenal, video beautiful game, game too. A, a, yeah, cinematically beautiful. Yep. Yeah, yeah dude, it, that, that game's an fun. Amazing video game, and I'm sure you can come up with others this year that were better than the fucking Last of Us Two. Uh, you know, like uh, I, I listen. I've been pers- I've been playing it for the past. Few- I, I've been loving Cyberpunk. I understand that Cyberpunk has a lot of issues with it, so I wouldn't say it's a game of the year candidate. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. It, if you want my opinion, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. It's a very good game, but unless like you're running on like newer hardware, uh, the game is a buggy mess, and it's still got a lot of bugs even on newer hardware. Like if you have a high-end PC or anything like an Xbox One X or a PS4 Pro and above, like I have an Xbox Series X, I'm fortunate to have one of those. Right, you can see the box right there yeah. that I got it in. Uh, but like like it plays great on that for the most part. There's certain issues with it, absolutely some issues with it, but my experience has been pretty good. I, I love the game. It's an immersive story. It's engaging. Uh, I love the characters. I love the dialogue, the acting. That's the one. Uh, that's the one with uh, just for everyone out there who does, might not know that game. That's the one in, for the commercials with Keanu Reeves in it, right? Yeah, Ke- yeah, Keanu Reeves is in it. Uh, he's oh got no a shit! In it. uh, it's it's a great game. I, I I've been loving it, but uh, it's Sick. got a lot of issues right now, and it needs to be patched out. Hopefully, that'll be that that'll occur in the next few months. It also needs some optimization for the new gen consoles. Right. But uh, uh, great game. Uh. Yeah, no. Uh, video video games obviously have taken over my life. Uh, I, I'm addicted to FIFA as I have been for the past like five years. It's a problem. Uh, <laughs> I remember. I, I think we were talking about that on the uh, last time you were on the show. You yeah, man. FIFA. Yeah. It, it's it, it's nuts. It, 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 it it's it's definitely an issue for me, and I need to fucking calm down on FIFA because it makes me miserable. But do you yeah. Get- uh, no. Let me ask you this, so, dude. I mean, we we we've been all over the board on this podcast, but I love it. That's what I love about this shit. But um, yeah. this is kind of interesting because you brought it to the gaming world. Um, obviously, you, you know you play video games, and uh, you, oh, you, yeah. sa- you said you had the Xbox. Um, mm-hmm. I used to be an Xbox guy. Now I have a PS4, um, and you know I've been trying to dive in to you know, like streaming and, and, and that whole world, streaming your gameplay yeah. and, and all that. I'm not sure if that's something, um, you know, you do as, as a gamer or do you just play for the enjoyment of the game? Um, I'm not a streamer at all. Um, I, uh, I've thought about it in the past, but uh, it's really, 
like when I pick up a video game, like my focus is just on like I, I love the escapism that comes with video games. Yeah. I like being able to lose myself in a good story or lose myself in good multiplayer. Um, you know, I'm definitely like one of those guys. I'm not so much the kind of guy that wants to play video games for an audience and, and put a piece, on a like show. A, yeah. Uh, well, not, yeah, yeah. Well, not even so much like put on a show because I think I do that on my own with or without <laughs> you know anyone's help. But uh, I, I don't want my gaming experience to revolve around the enjoyment of other people. And that, I'm not. I'm not saying any, there's anything wrong with that. I'm not once again, I'm not marginalizing anybody's professions or like what they choose to do, like right. as for fun. It, if streaming is like you're saying, then absolutely go for it. Uh, uh, me, when I play a video game, I, I, I want to have a good time, first and foremost. I want to have fun. I want to escape from the bullshit that I'm surrounded by in my everyday life. Right. I I also want to, you know, um, you know, just, yeah, get, get into the escapism that video games are supposed to provide. Uh, video games are a very, like, passionate uh, source of entertainment for me because I've been playing them since I was a child. And, um, uh I'm trying, like, I want more games today to exist that make me feel like that get that that I can get lost in, yeah. like 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 I used to like when I was a kid. Like I'm a huge Metal Gear Solid fan. Oh That's my like my God, uh, dude. It's one of my favorite Great series class. of video games. Classic oh, love, game. Love Metal Gear. Love it. Love it. Uh, can't say enough things about it. I'm a fucking simp for Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Except for five. I, 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 there's a thing. There's thing. Listen, a lot of people have. Like a lot of people love five. Me personally, I'm not a huge. It's probably my least favorite because it's it's incomplete. Yeah. Uh, like, dude, like all things, man. Uh, like the Patriots franchise. Uh, all good things must come to an end at some point, you know. Yeah, and uh, I wanted to like Death Stranding. I haven't played it yet, but from the looks of it, uh, I don't know if it's it would be my game because, like I said, I'm a, I'm a Hideo Kojima like fanboy, but. I'm not too sure if that game is for me. I mean, maybe it is. Maybe like playing it, you know, it you'll get into provides. It. Yeah, maybe playing yeah. it will provide me a, like a very, very good experience. But um, no, yeah, no, uh, yeah. Metal Gear Solid's up there. Um, uh, some of the Fallout games were cool. Uh, I, I, I used to love the Knights of the Old Republic games when I was growing up. Knights of the Old Republic games are cool because I'm a Star Wars nerd as well. So yeah. uh, those yeah. are fun. Yeah, uh, the. the, don't the- the Battlefront games Battlefront, were sick. Oh, yeah. man. Battlefront 2 oh. was the best. The original yeah. Battlefront 2 was the best. Yeah, the original Battlefront 2's campaign was amazing. I yeah, love yeah. the, the 501st. Yeah, that was amazing. By, by the way, are, 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 are you guys Star Wars fans? Huge. I have a Boba Fett tattoo on my legs. So, uh, yeah, uh, awesome. <laughs> so, so you guys have been enjoying The Mandalorian as much as I have, right? Oh, the Mandalorian yeah, is fucking fire. Oh. This season's been amazing, dude. I'm going to yeah, just... What? Did you, did, you haven't seen the I'm just going to come out and disclose something. I have not seen The Mandalorian. I you, dude, I just want to... Real quick... Oh, the whole series or season two? The whole series. Oh, man. Because oh, I'm, man. A, I'm a big Star Wars fan. Hear me out, fellas. Hear me out. I'm a big Star Wars fan, but ever... <laughs> you guys are going to laugh at me, but this kind of brings it around full circle. Um, ever since, like, I... You know, probably within the last... I want to say maybe a year or so. Um, I started like uh, getting. I started taking the shovel out and digging down the rabbit hole, and then I started seeing what Hollywood represented. Now I'm not saying the Mandalorian. That's what it represents. You, but what I'm it, saying is, it, it it just it was harder for me to consume, 
you know, big budget entertainment. I, I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, but that's, I mean, so I, I, did, I gave up on did, watching like did you TV have and this, Netflix. Did and you have this experience more so with the sequel trilogy, the most recent well, it, Disney trilogy? or it, it had nothing to do with Star Wars. It oh, was just, oh, you're just talking about entertainment. Entertainment. So, yeah, I, I, I got off Netflix. I got off of... But what kind of fucked me up, it's kind of like I'm a hypocrite because I'm on my phone consuming social media. But it's like, you know, it's trading one addiction for for the next. But continue. Uh, Please simp Uh, over the Mandalorian because I'll live live vicariously through you guys on this one. I I, I mean, I I don't want to spoil it for you because I would absolutely recommend you check it out because it's definitely a return to form for Star Wars and maybe gives me hope for Disney stuff. So here, let let, let me let me. First off, The Last Jedi is the worst fucking movie I've ever seen in my fucking life. I hate that fucking movie. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it goes and just undoes rough. everything Star Wars. Yeah, from the way they did Luke Skywalker yeah. to just That's everything. I mean, up, and there's dude. a lot that, of and things, that, and there's a lot of that, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the social commentary with, uh, I, I, yeah, I'll let, I'll, it, I'll, I'll let you take that one. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, here, here's the thing. When I saw The Force Awakens, I was like, okay, you know, I didn't hate that. Yeah. You know, that was all right. You know, like, like, like I spent $15 on a ticket. I don't regret spending $15 on watching it. I'm glad to have seen it. Definitely better than most of the prequel stuff. Definitely better than episode one and two. Uh, episode three, I, I do like of the, in the prequels. I do like it's episode three. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I do like episode three in the, in the prequels. So I was like, not as good as number three. But you know what? This, this sets up some stuff. It's a bit of a New Hope rehash. But it sets some stuff up that could be interesting down the line that I, 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 I'm willing to invest myself in. Yeah. Then Rogue One came out, and I was like, I fucking love Rogue Fire. One. It blew me the fuck away. Yes. I, I was like – I was I, I, right up to that point. I was totally invested. And then everything that they introduced just really – it felt like Disney had no direction when they bought – when they purchased Lucasfilm. They just kind of threw shit at the wall took bits and pieces of George Lucas's proposed sequel trilogy and then just kind of did their own thing with it, but never had a sense of direction. And a lot of things just never really had a, you know, had a definitive ending to them or were, were done in a way where it's just like, you know, it's, it's, you either saw it coming or, you know, you're just like, what the fuck is this? Like, where did this come from? Like they had no direction. Yeah. See, see, the thing is, like, like I said, Force Awakens, it's okay. It's not great. It's okay. It's good. Yeah. I, I give it a passing grade. I'm yeah. invested in this. I can get into this in the long term. Then I saw Rogue One, and I was blown the fuck away. I was like, okay, if this is what Disney Star Wars is, I am all the fuck for it. <clears throat> then the last shit I came – John, I have never – Mario, I had never walked out in a movie in my life. Um, um, and listen, I could have forgiven the Canto Bite stuff. I could have forgiven the fact that the plot of the movie was literally the dumbest, most boring fucking space chase I've ever seen in my life. It's I can it's, forgive it's, that. It's, why it's, it's actually literally a, just one spa- chase through space. The whole movie. The whole movie. Yeah. And I, I, I can. Yeah. Yeah. And it's. Um, oh, my God. Where do I even start? Because, like, I, I felt the same way. I went into Force Awakens and I came out of it. There's a lot of the same beats from A New Hope, like you mentioned. But I was okay yep. with that because Star Wars is kind of meant to be like that kind of poetry. It's kind of like, yeah. you know, it kind of rhymes, so to speak. Um, yeah. You know, there's supposed to be a lot of themes that kind of nostalgia go throughout from the prequels to now. But 
it just they kind of took everything. And like you said, I mean, there was things like that canter bite scene that really just kind of put me off. Terrible. I legitimately rolled my eyes. Now I love Star Wars to death. Yeah, I you do everything. I I'm like one of those like prequel apologists. Like I'm you know I'm all in. I yeah. rolled my eyes when <coughs> Princess Leia is fucking floating through space oh, in this like God. force bubble, Poppins, like Mary Poppins flying around space. And I was just like, it's fucking terrible. I, it's I, awful. My, I did this. I put my hands over my face and just rolled my eyes and sat yeah. back in my chair. Like they just, and the shit with Luke. I mean, the, the fact that we haven't seen Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker in 30 something years. And, and the first thing you make him do is do the most unluke Skywalker thing ever. Take this lightsaber, toss it like trash, yeah. and then just continue to be a grumpy fucking old, <laughs> old man, man for two hours. <laughs> I was thoroughly fucking angry when I walked out of the theater after that. Facts. Yeah, and it and flies in the face of multiple things. First off, like you said, it flies in the in the face of who Luke is as a person, who we the person that we know and also it flies in the face of the first fucking movie because that first movie is all about where's the map to skywalker and when she finds him and i and i really love this scene from the force awakens when she finds him you know on on, uh, they filmed it at skellig michael i don't remember what the planet is supposed to be called again i think it's um Uh, octu i think it was octu that's it that's it yep um when she like reaches in, when Ray reaches into her bag and pulls out his father's lightsaber, Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber, and and like ha- puts it in his direction. You see all those emotions going through both his, like both of their. Faces. Yeah, I, I loved it. I mean, I and I liked the fact that uh, it was just a cameo in the yeah, first one. I, I liked that. I, yes, it, it made everything just so powerful. Because trust me, anything that they could have said there would have just cheapen the moment that that silence and that force theme you know do 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 play in the background it's such a beautiful and poignant and symbolic scene yeah. of like i've come here to return this to you it's rightful owner like it i i'm welling up in tears just thinking about it <laughs> yeah. this is how fucking crazy invested i get into star wars and it's funny uh, with, with star wars too like it's not necessarily known for having the best dialogue. I mean, we can all agree on yeah, that. But, yeah. but like you said, the you know the John Williams score mixed with like you just just like these characters being back on screen after being so long, and just and this like the story where it's going, like you you get that sense without having to say anything. You you feel that, yeah. And then they just totally just took it and just completely destroyed it. When I walked out of the movies, it was the uh, it was the scene where Luke um, gets pretty much trashed by Ray and then refuses to go with her to uh, oh, confront yeah. Kylo. Yeah. Now, 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 here's my issue with how they portrayed Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker is a person who was born under crazy circumstances, you know, like and you know goes through all these crazy trials, you know, throughout the original trilogy. Flirts with the dark side. At certain points like that, that yeah. final uh, 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 we're talking about a guy who, you know, is thrust into this lifestyle, this ancient extinct religion with no sense of direction. His mentor is murdered in front of his eyes uh, by Darth Vader in the second movie. Empire Strikes Back. He discovers that this man is his father, this genocidal mass murdering badass. Yeah. The baddest motherfucker in the in the universe in the galaxy is his yep. father, uh, is his father, 
and then coming to terms with that and finding out who he was and still and refusing to cut him down after almost succumbing to the dark side. Yeah. And refusing to cut him down because he saw a little good in him and then tossing his lightsaber aside in the return of the Jedi. I am a Jedi like my father before me and willing to die for that belief that his father still had good in him and he wasn't going to summarily execute him on the floor like a dog. Um, and then for his fa- to see his father show that good and and overthrow the man who took everything from him, his wife, his children, his future, his his rightful place as the chosen one. Um, it, to th- throw him down into that fucking ventilation shaft and to take that helmet off of him and see his father's eyes for the first time in his face and like and to to get all that information for that same man to all of a sudden even think even oh no I know we were going with this yeah even conceptualize about even for a second about murdering his nephew oh, in his that was that was the second he, eye roll because he sees. Darkness in him is absurd. Are the we, most did we watch the same, I couldn't. Did we watch that. the same fucking movies? Like, uh, like, it's what true. What the fuck did we just uh, do? It's unbelievable. Uh, wait, wait, time out. Because this goes back to the fucking point. <clears throat> excuse me. Goes back to the point of Disney being uh, one of the uh, one of the big six. Um, corporations that own all of entertainment. I forget the other five. It's like Disney, um, uh, Time Warner. What, what's that? Say that again. Sure, I'm sure Amazon's in there somewhere. Well, probably. Yeah, probably now. Yeah. But the, the, there's like the big six. It's like Time Warner, uh, Disney, uh, and, and a few others. I'm probably forgetting. Um, but it, it goes back to the what they want out. You know what I mean? Um, because that's not the fucking Luke Skywalker that we fucking. No, he's 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 the quintessential good guy. Yeah, and he, you know, he just became this hermit, and it was just sad because I mean, it, you you expect this man to have you know he 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 brings back the Jedi Order, restores the Jedi Order, trains Jedi. What happens happens with Kylo Ren. Um, you you know I guess in that sense I I guess I understand being a little jaded, but at the end of the day, I mean to do this complete one eighty that just made no sense and had no you you get no sense of that from the original trilogy. No. It just it was just it was just blasphemous to do. Absolutely. The, the, it, the thing is, the entire deterioration of the of the Jedi of the of this new Jedi order is completely uh dependent upon Luke's impulsive decision to almost murder Kylo Ren in his sleep which causes an uproar and causes an uprising because Kylo now has to goes into defense mode and of course is going to fucking raise havoc and trust issues yeah yeah this entire decision is made off of this dumb decision that luke skywalker the luke skywalker we know and seeing everything that he went through would never never make in the first place it's it's fucked up yeah yeah man yeah um yeah my mic cut out for a second it's all good we heard you it is fucked up dude they did luke super wrong man they made him like you know, uh, Grumpy from uh, the Seven Dwarfs, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, essentially. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, yeah, man. And, and think about that, John. The personification of the hero's journey is Grumpy from the Seven Dwarfs now. 
That's yeah. that's what he is now. And yeah. then doesn't even have the balls to face Kylo on his own. Has to send a fucking force projection out. Oh, we were robbed no. of a scene where he can pull his fucking his uh, his starfighter out of the fucking sea, which I literally thought they were setting up when I first saw it. Like pull it out like Yoda and bring it full circle, and then yes. go back and confront his demons and confront the child who he failed, at, like face to face. And he doesn't even have the balls to do that. He has nope. to fucking literally project himself across the fucking galaxy right. to make it happen. It's fucking gross. Yeah, and man. then and and listen and. I understand what J.J. Abrams was trying to do with Rise of Skywalker. I get it. He was trying to retcon The Last Jedi. He was trying to throw out the piece of paper and said, okay, I know you guys hated this. This doesn't exist anymore. Let's get back to Star Wars. But it's it also failed for trying to yeah, – because the damage it, was done. It became fan service to the point where it wasn't – like Mandalorian fan service has been amazing so far in yeah. season two. Because it's, yeah. been, it's been callbacks. It's been – Oh my god, I remember this from I don't want to get too into spoiler territory, but you know, I watched this Star Wars spin-off show that I remember this character or this planet from or this plot device right. that works. It all ties together and it makes the entire Star Wars saga this one neat timeline that's tied together in a bow where sort of, yeah. Rise sort of, of Skywalker sorry. kinda sorry, but it just kinda okay. makes it like this it's hey, we know you love Star Wars here. Palpatine's back, and guess what? He has an entire Sith fleet of Star Destroyers <laughs> that have been just sitting on this planet for God knows how fucking long, and he's just deciding to just come back and restore the Sith. Oh, and that Snoke guy, that Snoke guy didn't matter either. Oh, yeah, and that oh, yeah. guy, yeah, he was just a failed experiment that was kind of just a waste. It, a waste it, it's of fan fucking service CGI. For the sake. Yeah, it's fan service and a waste of Andy Circus, mind you. Who's awesome. Oh yeah, well, um, brilliant, brilliant Andy Circus, and they wasted his talent. Uh, yeah, and, and and here's the thing: it's fan service for the sake of fan service to get like those what in pro, like what we would call in pro wrestling cheap pops. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. it's not to actually. It's not actually to like everything in the Mandalorian, like their fan service serves the plot and it it, it, it serves it in the right way. It's it's just subtle enough. To like where like it's like okay I'm watching fucking Star Wars, right. but also like there it's like oh shit I do remember that like I do yeah, remember yeah. Operation Cinder from fucking Battlefront Two the new one I do know what they're talking about I do know what that droid is yep. I do know what that thing on fucking oh, holy shit fucking Boba Fett's got knee rockets he totally does because we read that on the fucking toy box right you know right like, right and 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 you know they'll they'll actually even go a step further where it's like hey I remember that bounty droid but guess what that's not ig88 that's ig11 you know what i mean like it's like yeah. they, they take it one step further where it's like you know these characters are not just these one-off characters like the, the, there's a whole galaxy of them um and it's yeah. like i don't know it just it just feels so much more natural i mean the way it's shot too it just feels more star wars i mean it's got that like western and space the, feel the i love is, it the force is very strong with dave filoni and john favreau by all means. I mean, Dave Filoni did the Clone Wars and Rebels. I mean, did we expect anything less? And John Favreau is the guy who put the Marvel Cinematic Universe yes. together. So it's yeah. like, so it, it's like, it, it's a match made in heaven. And 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 they're not trying to fucking reinvent Star Wars in their own warped narrative. Maybe they have their ideas and they're perfectly entitled to those ideas and those beliefs. But they want to make Star Wars media and for Star Wars. Yeah, fans. yeah. I was gonna say the one thing I feel now too um, is. Star Wars is back to being this space adventure. It's not back to being this, like, 
overly woke social commentary and it's and it's like and you know it's just refreshing because it's like at the end of the day there's still social commentaries within star wars but there always has been there always always has been and as there always has been and they're now they're back to being like part of the plot and like part of the overall themes rather than like being shoved down your throat yeah it's 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 a subtle it's it's subtle and it's tasteful and it's not so on the nose because like in the new movie it's it's like I know what the fuck you're doing now because you've pretty much made it fucking obvious in the old yeah. movies obvi- you know obviously you know like uh, Star Wars was birthed during the Vietnam War and the aftermath of the Vietnam War right? Right. George Lucas wrote the stories and the treatments of those stories while the Vietnam War was going and you can see a lot of those themes in the early Star Wars films and and a lot of those themes would definitely be considered left-leaning or liberal or maybe even further but yeah. the thing is it's on the nose and it's serving the story the story isn't exactly. serving yes. it it's not right. this it should always serve the story and the story shouldn't serve it that's how it should always be because if the story is serving it then you are going to make moral compromises to make sure that that narrative stays consistent throughout to, because, to get that narrative and, out yeah Exactly, and that and that and that's another reason why I like the Mandalorian. It's so nuanced in how it approaches these issues, and 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 approaches like these dynamics. Because we're discovering a lot of things. Well, we we're just we're rediscovering things that we already knew, but that the layman who doesn't follow Star Wars lore like to the to the T to the letter might not have known. Like, and especially to do with the Mandalorian movement, you know, the Ma- the Mandalorian religion as itself. You know, there's a lot of things that people like us Star Wars geeks will know, right. but a lot of the, a lot of the just the casual people who just go see the movies won't, right. uh, and and that's why the Mandalorian works because it's got first off it's got the budget to sustain, you know Dis- Dis- Disney's got those fucking Mickey Mouse. They got dollars. that Marvel yeah. money too. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. they're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're they're, so they're going to be sitting on Marvel money for the next. I could venture to Favreau, guess. dude. Yeah, he's he's good, man. He he's in dude. good with he's in totally good with Disney. They got, like you yeah, said, he's Ke- riding high on that. You know, they're good. Kevin Feige and uh, John Favreau, they're 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 good to go, man. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting. But what what both both universes have in common, uh, and, and that space. Um, and you know, I started the episode talking about the uh, great, the great con- conjecting. What the fuck is it, man? I. Conjunction. Thank you, Christian. I appreciate that. <laughs> no um, the Great Conjunction. That's what I'm going to name this episode. The Great Conjunction. <laughs> the Great Conjunction of many random topics that are all been like pretty fucking interesting to talk about. Well, pretty yeah. interesting, but pretty uh, like you know they all kind of pretty, flow off each other. Yeah, at the yeah. Same time. We've we've had like some pretty good segues into topics that really have nothing to do with each other. Yes, but they've all been yeah. segued into like pretty pretty seamlessly. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's pretty bizarre that, you know, both universes, what they have in common is space. We have, you know, a big space race right now going on. Um, the, uh, great conjecting. Fuck, man. Did I fuck it up again? Did I say it right? (laughs) Yeah, I did, did, didn't I? Maybe we're just not meant to talk about this. No, bro. Yeah, they, I'm telling maybe you, Maybe it's like the word, like the Patriots word, like it just comes off as lolly lolly low, you know, like that kind of thing. A nice bro, little it, shout it, to it, you Metal Gear Solid fans out there. It's, the, it's a great conjunction, man. Um, fuck, man. It's I, I totally lost my train of thought. That, but no, no, that, no, I didn't, actually. That's the other space thing. Um, so y- y- there, there's this whole space race going on right now in this, in this narrative... Uh, 
behind space. And, um, you know, it ties it back around to uh, rabbit hole conspiracy theories. But it's like, you know, follow the money, man. Follow the fucking money. And uh, that's where the fuck it is, you know, right now. Why? Why? That's the question you want to be asking yourselves out there is why. What? what is, you know? It, well, it depends on what you're making money for. Listen, uh, like, like to, for full disclosure, I, I, I'm a huge libertarian. As a matter of fact, I think someone even go as far as to call me an ANCAP, which is an anarcho-capitalist because I believe in no government. But I also believe in the idea of capitalism, voluntary exchange of one object in exchange for another. Right. I like the idea that I can, you know, like it's like, hey, you know, like like like, like you guys, like like John, like your band mm-hmm. has reached out like like for video work. You know, we it's need like, a hey, music you know, video. We need a video. I need funds. Let's make this happen. Yeah. And it's a voluntary exchange. And, uh, John, you were extremely happy with both the videos I did for you guys. And I was extremely happy to make them. And I think that was fair business, you yes. know, and and I, I, I do believe in. I, and so, so to that point, I do believe in following the money from time to time. But the, the also a big part of it is what where is the money coming from? You know, right, like, right. I, I, like, like, and where is this money going to? Is this is this money going to, you know, provide a better life for yourself, provide a better life for the people that you care about, or is it going to, you know, enslaving people in foreign countries and, well, you know, I'll leave you with this, man. Fucking uh, the money, a lot of it, uh, you know, is coming from from China, uh, and you know, from entertainment to you know, a, a lot of other things, uh, big tech, uh, you know, just a lot of shit, dude. And uh, I'm not saying everything, obviously. Um, yeah. But, you know, there is that uh, percentage. Um, what that percentage is, I don't know. I'm not a, you know, fucking, uh, you know, whatever it is. Uh, fucking, what's the fucking word I'm looking at? A historian over Chinese fucking, uh, you know, uh, marketing, I guess. And whether, uh, yeah. whether you know, I'm not one of those. If, if you thought I was, I'm not your guy. Um, yeah, you don't know what Mao's commercials looked like. <laughs> exactly. But fuck, man. Um, nah, dude. Uh, dude, this has been fucking. This has been fucking solid, man. What's your plans for the New Year's, man? What, what do you got going on coming up? Uh, the rest of 2020 and the, into 2021. Well, in 2021, hopefully I'll still be covering sports if I didn't get myself fired tonight. <laughs> 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 um, um, Whoops. Actually, actually, if if you can cut that part out, uh, and like let's let's reset that. Um, no, please, actually, like in reality, <laughs> like cut that part out. Um, because I don't want people to getting any ideas because there's some trolls out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, for for the rest of 2020, um, you know, pretty much just uh going through the motions. Uh, New York City FC play. Uh, uh they resume Concacaf Champions League play on December 15th, two days from now. Uh, which will be done in a bubble down in Orlando. Um, so like, I'll be covering that for as long as they're involved in it. Uh, then uh, we should be getting the next uh, the next season around March. So hopefully, like, still doing that. Um, hopefully, still doing lyric videos. I haven't done one in about a month now, but um, uh, that. Uh, but you know, uh, hopefully, still doing that. Um, and also, you know, just hopefully, just getting you know, you know, improving my quality of life. Hopefully, maybe nice. quitting smoking would be a good start. You yes. know, that would be a good one. Yes. Um, uh, just I don't know. Just hopefully all good things. You know, maybe trying a few things under, you know, you know, un- uh, under the surface and seeing, you know, like what where some stuff can go. You know, basically just you know just a chill, 
kind of environment and uh, hopefully more Mandalorian if uh, they can (laughs) start production on it soon. That would be nice because I don't think they've started production on a third season. I think there might be some issues with getting that off the ground. Uh, So I really hope they can get to doing that. I was looking forward to seeing the new Batman movie, but that got delayed until 2022. So uh, that trailer was great, too. Yeah, the trailer was was. phenomenal. But I mean, in hindsight, we have on Christmas uh, coming to HBO Max and select theaters. uh, Typically, um, I hate this. I hate to say, but red states that are open. Um, Yeah. Wonder Woman 1984. Um, Yeah. DC, DC, uh, you know. I wasn't a big fan of in the uh, early teen, the early two thousand teens, um, but you know, on this uh, like back, I guess four years or so, three and a half, four years, DC's kind of pumps some uh, pumps a new life into itself. So I'm I'm definitely excited for that movie uh, coming out on Christmas, man. Which is like going to be one of the biggest blockbusters of the year. It's probably going to be the biggest blockbuster of the year. One of them in nineteen eighty four. Oh yeah, think of all the views <laughs> it's going to all the yeah all the viewership it's going to get. I mean, all those yeah. streams it's going to be massive. Yeah, they're definitely going to lose money off of it though. Like with the oh, streaming yeah. well, it's going to take yeah, it's going to well, take a lot for them to recoup the, that money. Like so, I'm pretty sure that they'll have another wide theatrical release once that can happen. I'm pretty sure a lot of these movies are going to get like re released. Uh, in the coming like uh, months, you know, as more shit starts to open, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, Make sure to bring your papers uh, to the movie theaters, man. So I'm. Oh saying. God. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to bring back your contract tracing uh, history <laughs> report. Yeah. Oh, bro, fuck. Um, yeah, man. Um, you know that that that's all good shit, dude. Uh, you know, uh, us here, fucking, you know, we're gonna be working on some music, so. I mean, you know, you're definitely fucking always, you know, top on our list to uh, work with. You know, once we have some new music, um, record it, which, uh, you know, I mean, if you're on, if you you hung on to us uh, up to this point, you know, we are working on a, uh, you know, a new release. Um, And by release, I don't mean just a song. I mean songs. I'll leave it at that. Um so you know the the we'll we'll definitely be working together in the near future um you know as far as win by two uh and, and there's some other things too that uh you know I, me and Mario have discussed uh kind of branching off and kind of doing so you know there there's definitely uh there's definitely gonna be some work that that that's gonna be needed to be done um oh yeah man no problem if you you know I got you. Yeah, if you're on board with it, then you know we're on board with it, man. You do a Always, fucking man. phenomenal job. So, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Yeah, of course, dude. Um, Christian Smith, man, this has been fucking a pleasure to have you uh, via the powers of Skype. Um, you know, I'm sure now our, uh, all of our devices are probably tapped uh, right now, being wired and watched <laughs> by the FBI. Um, and oh, you know, he loves me. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude. No, but this has been a pleasure, man. Where can everyone fucking find you at? Um, if they want to, if you want people to find you, if you don't, I mean, most of my social media is pretty locked down. I mean, if you want to fa- give give a try your hand at me on Facebook, you can find me there. You know, Christian Smith. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Christian Smith is dead. And uh, uh, where, that's where can people it. find where can people find your work? Uh, well, the thing is, um. My work page, it's kind of, uh, I haven't posted on it in a while, but you can still post inquiries there. You can still send messages there, and I'll get, get to it ASAP. Uh, uh, 
Uh, my company is called Broken Robot Productions. We specialize in doing lyric videos. We also do streaming videos as well. And probably could probably fill out a few requests if uh, if if the situation is uh, is correct, um, or, or if all the circumstances are correct, rather. Um, that, yeah, my company is called Broken Robot. Uh, productions uh, you can find us at facebook.com slash broken robot video if you'd like to uh, uh, message us with a quote um, uh, if you're curious as to what any of our work what any of my work looks like uh, you can check out uh, the win by two singles uh, hate me and uh, what was the other one that I did for you 90s, like 90s yeah. yeah 90s yeah and, and 90s yeah yeah 90s was a lot of fun to do yeah um, and uh, I also and yeah you can check out my work there um, also, sometimes if you type in like the name on YouTube, like you, you can find some stuff there. And there goes your lights. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, uh, man. <laughs> Yo, you, you seen that? Because uh, so right now, uh, just very quickly. Um, so our cameras. So right now what people could see is only what uh, the two cameras that you have on. But I have that camera on so you yeah. could see what is going on in the room. So you're the only one who's seen that. <laughs> yeah, everyone out there uh, watching and listening. we to put back listening. our Christmas lights. <laughs> our, our Christmas lights are down, bro. Uh, that's Again, that's the FBI, NSA saying that we're here, that motherfucker. Was, that was the warning shot. <laughs> Like I love it, dude. Next. I love it, dude. Christian Smith, bro. It's been fucking awesome. Um, yeah, man. This this has been a fucking blast to do from from sports to conspiracy theories to Star Wars and nerding out with games. I love it, bro. Yeah. Fucking bringing the heat, the man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just shooting the shit, man. Shooting the shit. Um, yeah, man. We'll definitely be in touch. Uh, you know, we'll definitely be. Uh, you know, like I said, working together. You know, uh, hopefully. In the near near future, I'm hoping to get some things done. Um, yeah, man. But yeah, other than that, yeah. uh, and also have me back yeah. whenever you want. I'm always free to yeah. fucking come and come in and hang. You Dude, know, you're you're always welcome, bro. You're always welcome. Um, I, you know, we could set something up. Um, send me send me some of them links you were talking about too. I, I definitely want to check. Yeah, them out. yeah, the documentary. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. gotta send that. Yeah. So send me send me them links. Um. Yeah, man. And then, you know, everyone out there, you know, fucking hope your weekend was awesome. Uh, and I hope you fucking crush this week. Uh, you know, um, here at In The Paint, we're going to be uh, coming at you with a three quarters uh, Eagles review podcast on uh, Thursday. We've got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we have a lot to uh, break into. Especially after that. this game this week, you know, we got we got a lot to break down. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I said, dude, it's been a pleasure to have you on. You're always welcome on the show. We'll set something up again sometime soon, man. Um, yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah, no problem, guys. Thanks Pre- for having me. No problem, man. Appreciate you. Everyone out there, thank you for checking out this fine fucking edition of In The Paint Podcast. Good night, everyone.